0: This is the Breastfeeding Talk Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Breastfeeding Talk Podcast, Milk Motherhood Mindset. I am here with a super special guest today, Talia Schwartz, and I'm really excited to bring you someone that is is probably unexpected, so you may not know what this episode's about, but we'll get into it. So Talia is the founder of Soleil Rose, a swimwear brand for women with breast asymmetry. She's a mother of three and a non-practicing MD. And after being diagnosed with breast cancer and undergoing treatment, she was left with uneven breasts. Many women who are breast cancer survivors experience this, but it's actually a very common issue for women as a result of breastfeeding, hormonal changes, and naturally. So welcome Talia, I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you might have seen me share some posts from her Instagram page. Her swimwear is gorgeous, and I didn't even know that it had anything to do with this. I just thought, oh it's really pretty and then uh, she reached out to me and you know I've gotten to get to know her a little bit and chat to her about her story and so I would love for you to share your story with our listeners if you want to talk about you know, if you want to start at the beginning with your experience uh, as an MD or a mother, wherever you want to go with that, just a little intro, a little more about yourself. Thank you for
1: having me. Um, As you mentioned, I'm a mother of three, and I I guess my story really begins back in the early days of um, motherhood and breastfeeding my children. I nursed all three, and I did find that my right side always produced a little more milk than my left side and was always a little bit larger and I think I eventually figured out that you know I could just nurse on that one side so um, you know I kind of always had this um, awareness of one side being a little bit different than the other Uh, but about seven years later I felt a lump in my right side And um, it was eventually diagnosed as breast cancer. And I spent about a year in treatment. And once all my treatment was done, and I was just so thrilled to be back to myself and feeling good again, um, I had a really difficult time with my breasts because one side was much higher and tighter than the other as a result of the multiple surgeries that I had and the radiation. Um, And I was just really frustrated with it. And I happened to be down in Los Angeles on vacation with my family. And, um, you know, we were talking about taking a big trip abroad to a beach. And I was like, gosh, I have, I can't wear a bathing suit because my breasts now are so uneven. And I couldn't find anything out there that, you know, would be able to accommodate for one side needing a lift and the other side needing a little more um, cup increase. And so I just started conceptualizing, like, what would my ideal bathing suit be? And I was talking about it with my sister, actually, and she's like, why don't you just make one yourself? And so that's sort of what the, the planted the seed in this whole um, development of Sully Rose. Um, But what I found really interesting was that, you know, initially I was talking about this a lot with my breast cancer survivor friends and community. But when I started talking about it with my girlfriends, I had so much, um, just so much feedback about how they, so many of them had asymmetric breasts, many of them had breast asymmetry while they were nursing, um, or just naturally, and I just started to realize like, wow, this is something that so many women could benefit from, and we, we don't really talk about breast asymmetry for some reason.
0: You know, that's such a good point that you brought up, Uh even, even, you know, your journey is a little different than a lot of listeners to the podcast, but you touched on, you know, even when you were breastfeeding and, you know, I sh- certainly remember, you know, my right breast being a lot bigger and then the other one and feeling like, you know, even just a regular nursing bra was kind of a, a struggle to get it to fit and just feeling, self-conscious, you know, like feeling like everyone can notice, you know, my asymmetry and especially just, even if you don't have asymmetrical breasts, there's uh, definitely like if if your baby only nurse is on one side at a time, you can have some sort of like induced temporary asymmetry, which is never that fun. But um, I don't think a lot of people realize that breast asymmetry is is actually really common it's really normal I mean uh, most people don't realize that you know your arms aren't the exact same length either neither are your legs or you know things mm-hmm. like that right so uh, maybe you could even just talk about you know is is this a common thing I know it is for for lactation that 70% of women will have a right breast that makes more milk than the left usually that means the right breast is bigger but just even normal female anatomy uh, would you say it's really common
1: it's very common. And you know, in the development of my slimmer line, I wanted to make sure that I was addressing all the different issues that women had, even, you know, ones that I wasn't experiencing necessarily. And I spoke with a good friend of mine who's a plastic surgeon and he he was he said to me, you know, I tell my patients all the time, your breasts are sisters or not twins. And I just thought that was such an interesting way to describe it because yeah, they're, you know, they're a pair, but they're not identical and i don't think anyone really has identical breasts everyone has some degree of of asymmetry it's just for some women it's more noticeable or they're more self-conscious about it you know everyone experiences it a little differently but it is extremely common um i think as we mentioned about 80 percent of women have asymmetry that's you know noticeable to them so you know the other 20 percent probably have some very minor degree of that, but uh, yeah, it's an extremely, extremely common um, phenomenon and experience for women. Um, And, you know, there are so many reasons, of course, breast cancer and breastfeeding, but, um, you know, there's also women who have scoliosis or um, hormonal changes. I have been approached by several women actually who, Um, they shared with me that one side just never developed, even from when they were, you know, young children or going through the early days of uh, puberty. And so, you know, that that's more of an extreme case. but, um, But yeah, it is very, very common. And, you know, what I found was that when I started talking about it, and when so many women started sharing their experiences with me, I, you know, we were, I was like, God, I'm, I would never have known this about you if you hadn't told me this now. And not because I didn't notice it or didn't look for it, but nobody really talks about it. It's sort of embarrassing. And you know, I'm not like the most public person in general. And so even for me to start talking about it, I mean, of course, I had to start talking about it and sharing my experience to normalize it for other women. But, you know, it does feel a little bit uncomfortable to say, oh, yeah, my, my boobs are uneven and, you know, I'm, I'm doing something for that. <laughs> it sort of feels a little intimate. But I, I, I actually think that having this conversation, especially today where there's so much um, acceptance of women and women are talking so much about all their experiences with their bodies, with emotions, mental health, you know, this, for whatever reason, is a very untapped area that a lot of women, you know, either. They have it, and they it doesn't bother them, or they have it, and it does bother them, but it's just not really being talked about.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah, we we need to talk about our bodies and and all these things because you know I know everybody sort of knows on a conscious level, right, that these you know women in magazines or whatever media you want to think about are you know perfectly posed and coiffed and maybe even photoshopped and whatever all these things, and so then we can you know, subconsciously look at that and, and start to, you know, think negative things about our bodies and, and compare. And, and a lot of it does happen on the subconscious level. So even though you can say, oh, well, you know, I, she's Brazilian, so that's why, or, you yeah. know, make something up in your head, you know, but but still there's some part of, you know, we really self acceptance is key. And there's so many women who want to change their bodies, which, you know, there may be nothing wrong with that, but Um, I know that when I've worked with moms with breastfeeding, you know, just a normal asymmetry, I certainly see, but like you mentioned with puberty and development, one breast may never really develop. And you know, that it's, while it's not the most common thing that I see, I do see it. And it's, you know, it's on top of maybe already feeling self-conscious and having to buy special uh, bras, which you know, don't really, uh, aren't super flattering. Your swimsuits on the other hand are super flattering and, and, you know, hopefully listeners can take a chance to go to the website or anything and check them out. They're gorgeous. But, um, you know, then they're now, if they're coming up on their breastfeeding journey or they've just become a mom and they want to breastfeed, they may feel on top of that, like, I don't know if I can do this. Right. So, um, that's also another confidence killer. And I always assure them, you know, actually, breast asymmetry or not, most babies end up nursing just on one side anyway, like you had mentioned you did with your child. So, Mm -hmm. um, it, they really generally don't need both breasts, uh, for every feeding. I know the. I I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea that you should only ever nurse on one side, but in general, that's how it, it plays out. Um, you know, as breastfeeding continues. So, you know, I, I love that you're bringing this awareness and, you know, whether it's someone who is a breast cancer survivor such as yourself or someone who's become a new mom or even during pregnancy you when your breasts change so dramatically like that it's it's like having this new I mean you have these new body parts that you didn't have before right I mean absolutely maybe you could I talk mean, about that aspect of it too yeah I mean I think um feedback
1: that i've received from many women is that a lot of them have had breast changes you know starting with pregnancy and then um, going into nursing and you know developing um the asymmetry even more pronounced from that um but yeah you know as women our bodies change so much through the you know all the naturally through all the different um hormonal changes that we experience and getting pregnant nursing you know, menopause. Our bodies are always changing. I, I always joke with my husband that if it was up to men, you know, if, they, if men had to carry if their bodies had to change in the way that we do, <laughs> that there would be no more You know, the the human species would be wiped out because <laughs> you know we put up with a lot. Our bodies go through so much. Oh, and, and um, um, you know, I think part of what was important to me in all of this was you know, to not make it sound like, oh, you know, you have this problem and you need help. It was more of a, you know, we all share this experience to some degree and why not feel good? I mean, isn't that what it's all about? I think we all, I don't know anyone who wants to get out there in a bathing suit and not feel good and, um, or feel beautiful. And so I think it's, you know, I think it's really important to nurture that part of ourselves, especially when we have something that bothers us. And even though it is a natural phenomenon and, you know, it may go away for some women after nursing, it may not, you know, and so, um, or for women who've had breast cancer and have had surgeries or whatever, you know, whatever the cause of the asymmetry is, I think that, you know, in the end, we all kind of want to just feel good and live a good life and feel beautiful. And so. You know, I thought coming up with real solutions that are practical and discreet, because I think that that's really, nobody wants to be
0: in a and having everyone know what's happening. Uh, oh, yes. I love that. But I also think that you you started to allude to something where we also don't want to feel like we're hiding ourselves. So I, I think there's so many designs that I've seen on the market that are really, designed to cover things up and if if you want to do that I think that's great and and you can do it for sun protection or other reasons but you know like you said why not bring almost you know I I don't want it to sound the wrong way but like there's nothing wrong with bringing attention to this beautiful part of your body especially one that served you or your children so well you know I, I don't think that, you know, the goal is necessarily, we're not trying to sexualize the breasts. I mean, there's plenty of outlets that already do that, but to really bring an appreciation and beauty to them and, you know, enhance them in a way that isn't necessarily sexualizing them, but isn't also trying to hide any of their imperfections or anything like that. Because I, I know that a lot of moms feel this way that, you know, even if breastfeeding has been really hard or whatever, no matter the length of time they've breastfed, you know, a lot of moms have a lot of pride over their breasts now. I've had women tell me before I had children, I never really liked my breasts. I thought about getting implants or a breast lift or whatever, and now I couldn't even think of doing surgery to them because they're just, you know, they have this sort of appreciation for what their body can do, so um, I think yeah, that if you know sure. cancer yeah. lactation, I, I think there might be a similar feeling of women on there, like you know maybe maybe you have had surgery to have parts removed or things like that, but you can certainly appreciate you know the role that that piece of you served in your life.
1: absolutely. i you know it's it's interesting because when I was looking for for myself initially for a bathing suit. And that's exactly what my, um, you know, what I found was that so many bathing suits out there for these types of things are are meant to hide or cover up what might, you know, be your whatever it is that bothers you. And specifically the breasts, you know, with a lot of the post-insectically swimwear or um, the, the, the bathing suits that, you know, you can kind of put in and they all felt like they were just serving to cover up whatever, you know, the quote unquote problem area was. And I personally, I think the female body is so beautiful and I love breasts and having cleavage and I just think it looks really beautiful and, and nice. And so my take on it was why not find something that can really, you know, accentuate a woman's breast beauty and, you know, at the same time help whatever it is that they would like to, you know, whatever lift they need or increase in size or whatever it is. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, our breasts have, for a lot of women who have nursed and who even, you know, it, it, our breasts have served us so well and even life to our children. And I agree. I mean, I just, I think, I think breasts are beautiful and um, they're part of our bodies. So why, why hide it?
0: Mm, um, yeah. No, I, I love that and I love that you've experienced this transformation that you know you've come out the other side of this feeling almost like a reverence you know instead of you know it's this sore pain point for you. Um, Was it always that way for you like when you were going through your diagnosis and treatment or did you have some harder times reconciling things? You know it's interesting because when I had my mastectomy.
1: and say to me, like you know, take some time and you know, like say goodbye to your breath in a way, you know, kind of like mourn the loss of what you're going to be, um, you know, losing basically. And and I and I didn't really feel that way personally. I felt like okay, my body was changing, but my focus was really just to like be healthy and get the, the cancer out of my body. And so I. Didn't really mourn the loss of my breasts because I knew that what was, you know, the, the solution was going to keep me alive. So I think maybe psychologically I didn't think of it in that same way. I mean, I always loved, I always loved my breasts. <laughs> so you know, so it's I mean, it's kind of interesting that I didn't necessarily mourn the loss of them because I always did love them. Um, but I think you know, I don't necessarily see what I have now as like not being my breasts so much. So I kind of just feel like, yeah, these are mine. I don't really talk about them as like, you know, fake boobs or anything like that. To me, they're still mine. You know, they're a little different now, but, um, you know, they still feel like a very, feel very much like a part of me. Um, but you know, that was also, I think another part of this, um, you know, what, what led me to this particular design that you see on our website is that because I've always sort of been kind of someone who likes, who loves breasts and they're beautiful, why not show them and be proud of them? And so, you know, I, my motivation was like, okay, if this is something that I would not have worn before having breast cancer, it's not something I'm going to want to wear now you know, I didn't feel like I was a completely different person. I felt like, you know, I'm still me. Of course, I had some really difficult times and, you know, thoughts of, you know, meaning of life and, and what, you know, what would happen if I wasn't here and all those thoughts that you have especially with children and thinking about, you know, what your were lost might mean to them and, you know, those difficult times. Um, but I, um, you know, in terms of designing this swimsuit I always felt like I'm still me I'm still Talia and there's nothing you know I'm not like this different person now so I want to still be able to be me and do the things that I did and wear the things that I wore and not feel like I'm a completely different person now and now I'm like in this new category of breast cancer survivor which means that I have to look a certain way and wear certain things and you know so but yeah I mean I, I think there were definitely. Dark moments, I would say, just of you know, more than losing the my breath, it was probably more of an existential, um, you know, questions that I had and those kind of painful, difficult questions when you're in the middle of it all and you know just wanting to survive, basically.
0: That makes sense. And I, as I listened to you share your journey there, I couldn't help but think that for someone who's listening to the podcast, if they didn't do this already, they could go rewind it a little bit and just interchange the words breast cancer survivor with, you know, breastfeeding mom or lactating mom, because, you know, I think that it can go, it can go both ways or or not change a person in any way where, you know, during, during pregnancy when the breasts become bigger and even bigger once the baby's born and, you know, maybe there's, pain involved. I know there are some women that sort of, uh, I, I say they don't come out of breastfeeding unscathed, meaning like oh, wow. that they may have endured some severe nipple trauma or or may have ended up with mastitis and an abscess that had to be drained. Or, you know, there can be some really severe situations there that, that permanently change the appearance and feeling of the breast. And, you know, those things can be traumatic or scary, but they can also be badges of honor. And it just sort of depends on how you look at it. And some women may mourn their, you know, cute little perky breasts that they had before baby. And, uh, or they may love the new, bigger, fuller ones that they have now. Uh, and then there's some women who maybe struggle with milk production, either they're over suppliers, or, you know, they have an undersupply, and they may feel like their body is failing them. There's all sorts of emotions, you know, and every Breast cancer survivor, every breastfeeding mom is going to have a different experience of how things go in her own body. And I couldn't help but think, I, I shared a post that I saw that made me laugh really loud uh, because I could relate. And it was about nursing bras when you're done with breastfeeding and like how long does it take us to get rid of them? And I got to <laughs> tell you, I probably wore my nursing bras for like, I mean, maybe a year after I weaned. And so it, it was just kind of a. I just didn't even want to deal with like the bra shopping, and it's like you kind of get body dysmorphia that like, what size am I even now? You know, and and then some women feel this, you know, big change, you know, once they do wean. So if anybody's listening and they're kind of coming up on that stage of, of breastfeeding, you know, it's it's that it's a whole new ball game of like, well, are my breasts the same as they were before? No. Are they the same as they were when I was lactating? No. And so I think, actually, this at all stages of anything, I think your swimsuits really come into play because there's, like, not a circumstance that I could think of where a woman really wouldn't need one, but just those particular stages of breastfeeding where, you know, emotions and perspectives go all different ways, but there's just so many big changes happening. And then menopause, too, which, you know, I don't even want to go down that road because I uh, want to pretend like it doesn't exist, but <laughs> one day it will happen to me, too. And I know that my breasts will change again. So in case you ladies didn't know, you've now been warned. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. well, so I love that you had a positive view of your body and that you never lost that. I think that's really beautiful.
1: Well, thank you. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm I'm really thinking about how, you know, it's possible that I didn't have that morning of my, you know, breast being removed, maybe because as a woman who's, you know, after pregnancy and, le- and, and nursing and, you know, then the after nursing and the changes, you know, between having full breasts and then going to, you know, deflate, not deflated, but you know, like everyone has a different experience with that. And so having less breast tissue than I did previous to being pregnant or prior to being pregnant, I think that it's true that um, we, we, our breasts change a lot through our lives as women. And so, you know, maybe that's partially why I didn't find it to be like a morning of my breast because I'd already gone through a few changes and I, mm. you know, kind of realized that it's okay, <laughs> you know, we'll make do with whatever is, you know, in the next chapter.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's, that's really great. And that makes me think of something that, you know, I think that we, um, you know, sometimes I've heard about this with, you know, adolescents and, and teenagers where, you know, now we might throw our teenage daughter or preteen, depending on when she gets it, a, a period party, right? Like, oh, you got, you've are becoming a woman, you know, this, and and I think there is, there is more like acceptance of celebration of that. Although I kind of remember as a teen going, "Oh man, does this mean that I have to like deal with this every month now?" <laughs> but but that is a really it is a really beautiful thing. And as it it could be seen as an inconvenience, but it's the thing that allows us to become mothers, which is really special. And then with breastfeeding, as much as you know, there may be things that we don't love about our experience or whatever. It's something to be celebrated. Like I. I, I've done this a few times with clients where I've worked with them, you know, while they're pregnant and then they have the baby and they call me and, you know, they kind of keep me updated or maybe I'm, you know, doing an appointment with them and their milk comes in and I just celebrate like, Hey, your milk came in, you know, and they're, they look at me kind of weird. Like, okay. Yeah. It's supposed to, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, it doesn't always happen. So, you know, this is, this is a really big deal. Like now you're a breastfeeding mom, you know? And so I think we can also celebrate the end of breastfeeding and just any of these life changes that you're that you're talking about um it's you know celebrating milestones of life and then you know in some ways maybe that actually decreases our attachment if if we end up uh you know no longer having that part of us with us anymore yeah i think i think you're
1: right i mean not to say that you know, we shouldn't love our breath. I, I mean, I, I I still love my breath, <laughs> um, but yeah. After you know, I if I'm looking back now to the days of nursing, you know, there was there were there were challenges with that for me, and um, you know, I think I think women are just really resilient, and we kind of are able to go to the next you know to the next battle with you know armed and ready to. Basically, kick down walls, and so you know, I felt like um, at least with breast cancer, you know, like I've been through a lot of stuff already, you know, and and so you know, I can do this. I'm going to do it. I have the best doctors, and mentally, you know, we've all been through things, and I'm just going to, you know, look straight ahead and you know, just keep my eye on the prize, which is, of course, you know, getting through treatment and hopefully being healthy. So. Yeah, but I, I think you're right. I think that um, you know it's important for us to embrace all of the different stages of our lives, and mm. um, you know, no one really knows. We don't know what's next. So just loving ourselves, I think that really, you know, having self-love uh-huh. is, I think, such an important part of all of these, you know, issues that women experience through life. Whether it's you know just pregnancy and the changes that come with that, and then Nursing and being mothers, and you know, navigating our way in the world, and then you know, menopause—all those—you know—they're all, those, you know, all going to be changes physically that we'll experience. And so, I think it's just you know, keeping in mind that we're you know, just we're just human, and we're all just trying to feel good and live good lives.
0: Mm, that I yes, I know it's such an excellent way to sum up everything that you're saying, and. I really hope that everyone listening is really hearing that because I think that what comes to mind is that we can be really hard on ourselves. Not everyone is this way, but um, I, I do think new moms, there's so much, not necessarily doubt, although sometimes that comes in, but you know, you just, if you've never done this before, it's kind of like, well, there's not there's there's books and things, but it doesn't really come with an instruction manual and every baby's different and every experience is, you know, every circumstance. And so, you know, gosh, I just, to celebrate ourselves, our bodies, what they're capable of, I think is just so amazing. And this sounds like some sort of weird, shameless plug. I'm not affiliated with her company, uh, just so everyone who's listening knows that, but Like, I think an amazing way to celebrate your incredible body and what it's capable of is to wear a swimsuit or any piece of clothing that just makes you feel beautiful. I know, like, sometimes I'll just be having a rough day or, you know, whatever it is. And I know that if I sit around, and this is just me, I don't know if this is anybody else, but if I sit around in my sweatpants and I don't do my hair or makeup, you know, I don't really get out of my funk. But if I make the effort, maybe I even wash my hair that day. That's a real special occasion if I do that. Uh, and then, you know, I do my makeup really nice and I wear something nice and I leave the house, even if it's just to go through the coffee shop drive-through, I sure feel a lot better about myself when I do stuff like that. So I, I just want to encourage anyone who's listening that, you know, doing those things for yourself is really a form of self-care, but also just a form of self-love. I
1: for me, you know, spending a lot of time in the sun outside at the beach or by the pool. You know, I grew up in Los Angeles in the sun and spent our vacations in always in hot places. And so, um, you know, that to me sort of represented like living life and kind of freedom. And, you know, that that's sort of what being in a bathing suit has always meant to me in a way. And, um, you know, I, that was really the, the piece of it that felt so difficult afterwards because, you know, in a, in a sweater or in a button-down or T-shirt, you can, you know, kind of manipulate under the, under the fabric. Nobody sees what's going on. But in a bathing suit, you're pretty exposed. And so I think, you know, feeling good in a bathing suit to me is very meaningful. Um, and, and so that was, you know, I, I hope that, that women, I hope that women are able to experience, you know, the bathing suit and how it feels on them and, um, you know, just bring confidence and, and goodness to everyone wearing it.
0: Oh, that is just so perfect. I, I just love the way you, you shared that part of your story. And, you know, I, I live here in Phoenix, Arizona, so we could swim basically around here and, uh. You know, swimsuits have been a really big part of my life. I know people live in other locations, not necessarily so, but um, I really do. I've always felt like I've struggled somewhat to find one I'm super happy with. And there's so many choices out there, but I love that you're really, not only have you made a really functional brand and, and product for women with really just women in mind, it's not like you're just some... You know, you already have this clothing line, and you just want to make more money, and you made swimsuits too, right? So, like, I'm sure, you know, probably you've you've spent a lot of time just you know trying this out yourself and perfecting it, and and all these things. And so, I, I just love that you're sharing that with us. And, you know, I I feel like there might be some people who are chomping at the bit a little bit and going, okay, like I I got to get one of these. Where do I go to find out? Where to buy? One of your suits, and if you could share a bit about that with us.
1: Yeah, so we're I'm selling all online, which today feels very appropriate <laughs> since so many of us are um, still in states and have a high number of COVID. Um, yeah. Yeah, the incidence here is pretty high. So, um, yeah, so I'm we're we're all online, and the website is solelyrose.com, and I'll link that up in the
0: show notes. So, yeah, you don't have to spell it out, but I'll put it in the show notes. And when I post this episode on Instagram, everybody will have the links and everything.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to comment on what you said about the bathing suits because, as as you mentioned, or about, you know, my them. that is that okay if I comment on that? Yeah, of course, please. Okay. You know, I as you mentioned, I, so I don't have a a background in design. I mean, I always have loved fashion and I love design, but I have not had a background in that. And, you know, so what you mentioned is actually very true. I mean, I, you know, this wasn't an existing brand that I needed to like get a new, um, our summer 2020 (laughs) when we needed to be made and produced. And, you know, this was really, um, I just didn't find anything like this on the market. And when I met with different designers, I actually had a really hard time finding one who understood that this was not about just getting something out there. This was about getting a very well-intentioned and you know, thoughtful design that was simple and very user-friendly, but had more to it than just, you know, like, oh, I'm a swimmer designer, I need to get this out, my new collection. And so I eventually found a designer who I felt really understood, you know, the human behind it and who the women are that will need to wear this or would want to wear this. I mean, that doesn't mean that someone who doesn't have breast asymmetry couldn't wear it and enjoy it, and it does provide wonderful support. But, you know, behind the design was really um, well thought out, and everything was done in such a way to make it easy and um, you know, kind of a an experience, a wonderful experience for women who do who do have breast asymmetry, because if they're already looking to buy something like this, and they already are feeling some level of you know uncomfortableness with what you know with what their breasts are doing, and so we just want it to be a really wonderful experience, buying experience and wearing experience for the women who choose to buy one of our swimsuits.
0: Oh, that is just so beautiful, and you know i i love I love companies and and brands with an incredible mission um and and not just like hey, i just you know, I just thought I w- would like want to make some money so <laughs> and that, not that there's anything wrong with that. I support that as well you're perfectly entitled to make a living, so I just want to be clear, but your story is just is touching my heart, and uh I just love that we've had this chance to connect and connect you with anyone who's listening to this episode and I just you know if there's any last sort of piece of advice that you would or or some wisdom you want to impart what would that be for our listeners
1: you know what I I do want to say that regardless of what you think your body looks like you are beautiful and we're all beautiful and I think that's what makes us beautiful is how different we all are not to say that if you have something that bothers you, but you know, you I think it's okay to want to, you know, do something to present yourself in a different way. I think that's okay. I don't think there's any, you know, we all put on a little bit of lipstick to leave the house or put on a little mascara if it makes us feel good. When you talked about, you know, getting dressed to leave the house for a coffee run, I think it's just all about, you know, what what do you find makes you feel good, and you know. For many people, the way they look and present themselves makes them feel good on the inside. Um, Of course, it's not the only thing. (laughs) But, you know, it does have a lot to do with our confidence, how we look, how we think that we're presenting ourselves. And I think that's that's fine. I think there is also part of, I think, what acceptance and self-love is, is also saying, Oh, it's okay for me to want to, you know, make a few little tweaks in terms of, you know, my breasts making them even or putting on some lipstick or, you know, getting dressed up. I think that all those things are just, um, you know, ways for us to feel like we can go about in this world, our best selves as our best selves. And so I think, you know, self acceptance should be, I think, you know, broader than just, you know, you have some things that are, you know, not perfect and you need to, you know, get over it. I think self acceptance can also be, okay, you know what? I I do want to, present myself in a slightly different way, and that's okay. Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. I think it's really important for all of us to realize that we're not alone. Every single person is experiencing something that, you know, whether it's a physical difficulty or they're having a problem nursing or they're going through breast cancer treatment. And, you know, I think, Sometimes we all get so caught up in what's happening in our lives, we don't realize that everyone is going through something. And so I just, I think that if we are a little bit easier on each other and realize, you know, we never know what's happening with anybody else. So I think that's a really important um, piece to, you know, conclude with is that Everybody has challenges. No one is alone in our challenges. But I think if we talk about them and open up, you'll find that you know so many. You're you're never alone. So many women are dealing with lactation problems. Um, you know, breast asymmetry, um, recovering from some sort of you know treatment for breast cancer, whatever it is. We just never know what's happening with anybody. So I think just being open and honest and accepting of each other is a very Important point.
0: Mm, It is. It is. I'm so glad you made that point for us, Talia. I just think you're so wise. And um, I know that you have a little bit of a special gift for anyone who's either reading the show notes or made it all the way to the end of this wonderful episode. Maybe you could tell us about that too.
1: Yeah. So we're offering a discount for women. And the discount will be um, Holistic 15, and it'll be a 15% off of um, a swimsuit purchase. And as I would love to hear from any of you, um, you know, if you want to reach out and ask questions about breast asymmetry and what specifically, you know, you can expect or from our swimsuits or, you know, if you have any suggestions or just kind of would like some more information, I'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah, thank you so much and I will I will link up your website, uh social media profiles and all of that fun stuff so listeners can get in touch with you Talia and learn more about your swimsuits. So Yeah, and you know,
1: I know that it's coming towards fall. So, you know, swimsuits might not be on everyone's mind. Um you know, we try to make a very Classic, elegant design because personally, like, I don't want to buy a bathing suit every year. If I find one that fits me well, I'll wear it for. I, mean, I have a bathing suit from 10 years ago. I, I don't wear it now because it's, you know, for my breast asymmetry. But um, I wore it for about 10 years. <laughs> so I am very much about buying, um, you know, tradition. Uh, sorry, go back to that. Sorry, I misspoke. I'm very much about buying classic style that will last for many years to come so um, you know even though it's not summer right now summer will be coming back around if you're going on vacation somewhere making up for those vacations that we couldn't take over the summer i think you'll be very happy with the designs
0: Yeah. I love that so much. So, well, it's just been an honor to have you on this episode. And I just really want to thank you for sharing so much wisdom and experience with us today, Talia. It's been really, truly great to hear your story and what you've done with your story. Oh,
1: thank you so much
0: for having me. It's been an honor speaking with you too,
1: Jacqueline. And thank you so much for having me on.
0: You are so welcome. Did you know most moms stop breastfeeding in the first month postpartum? I believe succeeding at breastfeeding means having the right mindset. In fact, studies show that the number one factor that determines breastfeeding success is commitment. Which is why I've created my incredible audio download of breastfeeding affirmations where I give you actionable mantras so you can breastfeed your baby with confidence and peace of mind. And best of all, it's free. To get access to this audio and PDF, simply visit holisticlactation.com mantras, and you can get started right now.